Welcome to the New Grad Physio podcast, hosted by Andy Barker, consultant sports physiotherapist, private practice owner, and the founder of the New Grad Physio. Having experienced his own rapid rise from student to dream job as the head of physiotherapy and rehab at the Leeds Rhinos, just 15 months after graduating, Andy knows exactly what it takes to accelerate your skills and fly up the promotion ladder faster than you ever thought possible. Having previously been with the Leeds Rhinos for 10 seasons, Andy now consults with a number of individual elite athletes within professional rugby, international football and professional dance, alongside running his own successful private practice. Andy built the new grad physio to help new grad physios, sports therapists and sport rehabilitators just like you accelerate their own learning and learn the skill sets you need to become a competent, confident and competitive new grad physio. As a new grad, there are specific challenges you will face during those first few years and this podcast will deliver you actionable advice you can use to overcome these challenges and start your own successful new grad journey. Enjoy the show! Hey, it's Andy Barker here and welcome to the New Grad Physio podcast. So we're going to talk in this episode about the vertebral artery, in particular about how to screen and test for this particular problem. So a vertebral artery problem is a potential medical emergency. It has been linked to problems like stroke, heart attacks and even instant sort of death. So having the knowledge base to know when you might suspect your patient or an athlete that's in your care might have this problem is clearly very important, as is having the skills to be able to actually use your special testing when you might suspect there might be a problem to rule in or rule out this sort of problem. If your patient or your athlete has this sort of problem, this is a problem that you need to be referring on, you know, immediately to, to where you need to someone who can deal with this problem. Because obviously the, the consequences of, say, missing something like this could potentially be obviously fatal and obviously give your, your patients a big, a big sort of problem. Let's be, be honest, and these, you know, these injuries are very rare. You know, I personally, having, you know, adding my, my time as a student in 13, 14 years, I've never seen a patient or an athlete with a vertebral artery problem. However, I have tested and used the testing sort of protocol on numerous occasions to make sure when some of my patients and athletes that I've worked with have actually shown some symptoms which could have been a vertebral artery problem. However, I do know many therapists, both working in the NHS, private practice, and also in sport, which I'm going to talk about an example now, that have seen these problems before, that have successfully been able to, to pick up these problems in clinic, even though some of these Patients and athletes have actually seen numerous um, other practitioners in the past. You know, patients have been through their GPs, they've seen neurosurgeons, they've seen all these different types of practitioners, but it was actually, you know, therapists, you know, physios, sports therapists actually picked up these sort of problems in their sort of clinic. One such story sort of sticks out massively in my mind, and this is a um, physio that I know really well from my days working in, in sport, and in particular rugby, and he, he once told me of this player that he'd been working with and he basically suffered a, a pretty routine concussion. I say routine because in, in rugby, obviously, that's nothing sort of new. However, the symptoms and the progression of his symptoms didn't really fit a, a sort of pattern that, he, that you would sort of expect. So, again, with concussion, sometimes it, it's not, a I guess, a linear progression of of injury and a linear, I guess, progression of sort of symptoms. And symptoms can be up and down. But this particular case... 
you know, just didn't sort of fit any any sort of pattern whatsoever. It was so really erratic. And this therapist was, I guess, a bit concerned about this. And he just wasn't quite happy with how the, the patient or his sort of player at the time was actually progressing. So what he did was he got some advanced concussion tests done. He was going to, went to see, and see a, a sort of neurologist, a concussion specialist, but nothing untoward was really found upon these sort of assessments and tests. And prior to this, you know, going to see these specialists, he'd, he'd gone through uh, this player's sort of screening. When he, when he joined the club, you do sort of a full sort of medical in a sort of sports setting. And he'd reviewed this. And he, again, he'd, he'd gone through this with a, a fine tooth comb with a player and asked him about all his past medical history. And and even having done this for a second time, the, the player denied any previous sort of head or neck trauma or any sort of problems like this sort of in the past. And it actually took the therapist to get in contact with the player's previous clubs to actually get to the bottom of actually what was going on. So this player was actually from Australia, so he's from overseas. So that sort of took a little bit of time to get hold of contact details and get informed, you know, of their you know these clubs. And then as it came to light, what had actually happened was he'd actually had a, a vertebral artery problem in the past. He'd not actually just had a vertebral artery problem. He'd actually dissected one of his vertebral arteries you know, during a tackle seven years previously. So not only it wasn't really, a, a, I guess, a problem or a dysfunction, he'd actually ruptured the full artery on one side of his neck. Obviously something that nearly killed him. And if it wasn't for the, I guess, the quick identification by the, the actual medical staff at the game at the time uh, and those that, you know, when he got to sort of A&E back in Australia, you know, he, he could have quite easily obviously lost his life. So it goes, um, and and I've had no, not probably as extreme as this, but um, rugby players in particular are are quite strange animals. But you know, obviously this player had somehow forgotten about this, you know, this incident. How I do not know, or I didn't think it was that important, even though you know it would have no doubt killed him if it hadn't been picked up as early as it was. So this obviously made sense then to the therapist about the concussion and and why some of his symptoms have actually been erratic and he actually had some um, sort of uh, vertebral testing sort of done which actually tested out his, his sort of vertebral artery and actually did find that I guess the percentage of of blood flow in that previously dissected vertebral artery even though it had been repaired was slightly less than the other side and again given that he had a brain injury a concussion injury and the vertebral artery supplies blood to the brain again that sort of then fit the story about what was going on and obviously shed some light as to why his I guess his recovery from concussion was so prolonged and also was quite erratic what I'm going to do in this podcast is highlight some of the main information that you need to know about the vertebral artery and also how to test for a patient with a possible vertebral artery dysfunction before we do that it's obviously really important to understand a little bit more about the vertebral artery and actually what it does so the vertebral artery is one of the is the main artery of the neck. We have vertebral artery either side of the neck, and as the name suggests, it is an artery that supplies blood from the vertebrae actually to the brain. So the artery itself is a branch from the subclavian artery, and it passes up through the transverse process of the six cervical vertebrae, so C6. It passes upwards and behind C1 or the atlas before it actually enters into the brain and actually joins up with the vertebral artery on the opposite side to form the basilar artery. So 
The artery itself, the vertebral artery, can actually be divided into sort of four sections, but the vertebral artery test will, is not going to help you to determine which particular section of the artery is a problem if there is one. It's just that there is a problem there in the sort of vertebral artery. Hope you are enjoying today's episode so far. Just wanted to take a break and make sure you haven't missed out on Andy's latest free resource, Five Steps to Fast Track Your New Grad Physio Career. It will show you five simple steps you need to accelerate your learning and career as a new grad physio. It is packed full of clinical and non-clinical advice, including the missing career skill university didn't teach you that is stopping you getting better job roles, more opportunities and better pay as a new grad physio. It's Andy's most downloaded resource and you can get it completely free just by visiting newgradphysio.com. So make sure you check it out. Now, let's get back to the podcast. So in terms of knowing what the vertebral artery does, what symptoms might you want to look out for? So when might you think, you know, I might have a problem with the vertebral artery and and what might, I guess, get your mind thinking, you know, I need to potentially test this, you know, vertebral artery out to, to, you know, to rule in or hopefully rule out this potential problem. So first and foremost, it comes down to your cervical red flag questions. So asking those five D's or three N's. So these are bog standard cervical spine red flag questions. And the answer or positive answer to any of those, these questions is probably going to be a potential reason for you to to use vertebral artery testing so just to recap you know it's always great to recap on your red flag questions the five d's would include symptoms of dizziness dysarthria which is in relation to problems or changes in your speech dysphagia which is problems or changes in your ability to swallow drop a cat drop attack sorry uh, or syncope that's obviously uh, another name for that or diplopia which obviously is a a problem in terms of your vision the three n's refer to nausea nystagmus and numbness so nausea feeling of of sickness nystagmus is that involuntary eye movement or numbness whether that's you know centrally or on the peripheral sort of limbs you might also be i guess suspect of a vertebral artery problem if there's been a mechanism or some sort of high velocity trauma so something like a, a road traffic accident or maybe a collision in sport you know that, that's not always the case but if there is high you know velocity trauma to the neck obviously that is one potential reason the vertebral artery can become a problem we can get vertebral artery disease which again can cause exactly the same symptoms exactly the same problem but again one, I guess, potential reason might be that sort of high velocity, high force sort of trauma. In terms of the testing itself, so the the test in sequence to actually do the vertebral artery test and to test the uh, the blood flow of the vertebral artery is, is actually quite quite simple. So what we're trying to do with the test is is almost provoke and actually search for symptoms that might be indicative of you know vertebral artery a problem insufficiency or or even disease and what the test is actually doing is actually causing a reduction of you know blood supply through the vertebral artery to the brain so what we're trying to do is see if that reduction in blood flow actually brings on those sort of symptoms to conduct the test itself what you would do is put your patient on their back on the bed you would take the the weight of their head off the sort of back of the off the end of the bed 
and actually take their neck to start with into a position of passive extension and side flexion. Then what you would do is then passively rotate the neck to the same side and hold for 30 seconds. So what this is doing, it's actually testing. So if you're gonna take your patient's neck into extension, say you're gonna side flex to the right and then rotate to the right, you're actually testing the vertebral artery on the left-hand side. So in effect, you're actually sort of stretching the almost the vertebral artery on the contralateral or the opposite side. You would then repeat the test with the same movement, so extension, side flexion, and rotation on the opposite side. The test would be considered positive if you had any reproduction of the symptoms we mentioned before. Additionally, you might get dropping of the arms, a feeling of, I guess, loss of balance, but if they're in this position, obviously supine, that's probably going to be a less of a less of an issue. If they get some involuntary or, or sort of strange movement of the hands, quite often this will be sort of pronation. Um, actually of the hands um, this is these are all signs and symptoms that is a problem with the vertebral artery and it's it, you know, indicative that there's been a reduction of blood supply to the brain so as the test like like many special tests they're provocative tests so they do hold some inherent risk and obviously with a vertebral artery test you're actually partially including the vertebral artery so this is not a test that you want to do with every patient that you see with neck pain you know, it's important that you go through the screening questions with any patient you see with neck pain, but only if there's suspicion that they might have a vertebral artery problem would you, you know, go through your vertebral artery testing. However, if the tests are done you know, appropriately, if they're handled with sort of care, then you know, any potential risk of the patient is obviously going to be minimised. And, you know, don't be scared to do these tests if you think there might be a problem because, you know, these tests, obviously, your your ability to pick up these sort of problems could could potentially save someone's life. You know, so if they've got a, a problem like this, it's obviously really important that they they are referred and they seek you know the attention, the medical you know professionals that can deal with these problems. And ultimately, this is something that needs fixing up. You know, ASAP. Other otherwise, it could obviously cause sort of massive problems for them. You know, even potentially sort of kill them. So again, you know. These are very rare, but obviously it's a it's a problem that you need to be aware of and you obviously need to nail your subjective questioning for the cervical spine and then obviously know the right test to be able to do that, to be able to screen for a vertebral artery problem. And then obviously if you pick up symptoms, these are you know signs that you need to refer on that physiotherapy, sports therapy, sports rehab you know a clinic is not where they need to be they need to be off to a &E. need to be you know under the care of a consultant and then obviously they will they will manage those types of patients those types of athletes in the best possible way so to round up the sort of podcast the main artery of you know supply and blood supply to to the brain is the vertebral artery um, symptoms to look out for just knowing your five d's and your three n's so it's highly important that you know the the right questions to ask your patient, your athlete, and also obviously that's all really important that you nail that part of your subjective history when you're dealing with any patient that comes into your care with neck pain. And in terms of the vertebral artery test, you're doing a 30-second hold with the neck in a position of passive extension, side flexion on rotation, noting that that position is going to test the vertebral artery on the opposite side. I appreciate on a podcast... Sometimes, uh, and I'm 
definitely the same. Sometimes looking at sort of images is a little bit easier than, than listening to, to someone explain something. So if you do want to have a look at some the actual position of the vertebrae test, then I've wrote a blog on this particular topic. So if you go to www.newgraphysio.com forward slash blog, you'll catch the vertebral artery blog there and have a look at that. There's also a whole host of other content up on the on the blog section. There's obviously links to all my other podcasts. There's loads of other resources up there on the, the website. So please take a look. If you do have any questions about this, or anything else that you see and read in relation to the Newgraph Physio, please reach out to me, Andy at newgraphphysio.com. Hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. Obviously, some really important information. Any questions, please reach out. I'll let you enjoy the rest of your day, whatever you have planned, and I will speak to you all again very soon. Thanks for listening to Andy Barker's New Grad Physio podcast. If you've enjoyed this content, you will love his website, newgradphysio.com which is packed full of free content to help you, a new grad physio, sports therapist, or sports rehabilitator, overcome the specific challenges you face day to day in your clinical practice, working in the NHS, private practice, and sport. Here you can get links to all his other podcast episodes, read all his blogs, find out about his book and his upcoming courses and the new grad physio membership. You can also download Andy's latest free resource, Five Steps to Fast Track Your New Grad Physio Career. It is packed full of clinical and non-clinical advice, including the missing career skill university didn't teach you that is stopping you getting better job roles, more opportunities and better pay as a new grad physio. Get access to all this by visiting www.newgradphysio.com. The New Grad Physio was built to help as many new grads as possible. So if you have enjoyed the podcast, please leave a review and even better, tell someone else about it. Enjoy the rest of your day, whatever you have planned. And here's to the start of your own successful new grad journey.